Coming up, we asked for your questions, and now we're going to answer them because that's just what we do. So from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 163 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Greg Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, you know him as Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I don't know why that was so aggressive. I it apologize. Very aggressive. I mean, that's a good day to be aggressive because we're going to be reading your emails, as you said. Uh, no, that's as I said. Never mind. I completely got that <laughs> I wrong. Like, so I, I, wasn't I couldn't remember who was reading those, but we are reading your emails, and then we will also do you one more service. Service. Instead of just reading them, we will also answer them. And... That is all the needless banter I have for this one because, well, nothing really to beat around the bush on. So we are going to jump in to the very first question and get this show on the road. So question number one comes from, I believe it's pronounced Jessica. Is it a soft so J? It, it could be. It could be Jessica. But Jessica... Is, I actually did know a girl named Jessica, so that, that was not... <laughs> well. I don't think this one is a, is a Jessica, but Jessica says, we are coming to Universal, just my husband and I from Roanoke, Virginia. I'm not going to give away the dates. Uh, they're staying at Cabana Bay, and they're saying a first adult trip without their 18-year-old daughter. Oh, hey. What adult activity section? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Suggestions. <laughs> okay. It's a really bad point <laughs> for my illiteracy to know your suggestion go now. <laughs> yeah. So, what adult activity suggestions mm-hmm. do we have for Jessica and her husband, Rhino? Why don't Why don't you come up with one or two? Well, I mean, first of all, you could visit um, City Walk in the evening, in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because the you can go dancing. If you're one of those people at, uh, what's the club called? Oh, which one? The Red Coconut? No, uh, I'm the thinking groove? of The Groove is what I was thinking of. Um, I always want to call it Atrax, and that was the one that was at um, Disney. Disney, yeah. Um, you could go do some karaoke at Rising Star. You know, any yeah. of those. Those options are all, I believe, 21 and up. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I actually, well, Rising Star might be 18 and up, and they stamp you in the groove. Also, might be on select nights, too. But regardless, but those, way, are, yeah. those are the adult things that you can do with that. I actually completely agree with you on Rising Star. It is something that we did a ton when I worked back at Universal uh, because uh, with Universal, you do, uh, you know, th- th- if you're just coming as a, I'm coming into Universal for the day. At night, the clubs do cost money to get into, and you can do it via like a party pass and stuff like that. But, um, so so with working there and annual passes and hotel guests, you get into the clubs for free, and 
So it, it's a good option. It's something that we always went and did because it's actually Rising Star is a ton of fun, especially on the weekends when they have the backing band. Yeah, I was going to say it makes up for the it's failure. Not often that you can come in and like sing with a live band when you do karaoke, and they'll make you sound as good as they can. So it'll, you'll sound better than you would regular karaoke. Now, I would like to one up your suggestions. On top of that, still go with the City Walk theme. Uh, I, I always suggest Pat O'Brien's because inside Pat O'Brien's they have the dueling pianos. Those give me a headache. They they might give you a headache, but I think we. No, just from our friends that travel down to Florida, as well as yeah, they love uh, dueling piano. A lot bars. of our listeners they love dueling piano bars, specifically over at at the boardwalk. They love um, what call it? Why can't I think of the name now? Oh, uh, jelly rolls. Yeah, jelly rolls. Thank it's you. Like gigolos. It's, I always. <laughs> I mean, it's. Before Jelly Rolls, and I, you know, you just always knew Howl at the Moon. So every time I think of dueling piano bars, I'm just like, oh, Howl at the Moon, even though that's not the name for it. But yeah, uh, Pat O'Brien's has the dueling pianos on the inside. And I always say to anyone who's like obsessed with Jelly Rolls, like, you should really give Pat O'Brien's a try for that because A, I think, I think Pat O'Brien's is better too. Sorry. Yeah. It's, well, the one thing Jelly Rolls has going for it over at Disney is it is a big space, so there's actually a lot more room to move about. The room at Pat O'Brien's where they do dueling pianos, it's very small, very enclosed, so it's very loud in there. But the drinks at Pat O'Brien's are a lot stronger and a lot cheaper, and not that it's a big thing, but they have a wider berth of songs they're allowed to sing because uh, they're actually allowed to curse if a song has it in there. Whereas Jelly Rolls, you're basically going to go and you're going to hear uh, Elton John, Billy Joel, yeah. basically your standard piano players all night. Um, well, the other thing is, too, is if it, if, if it is giving you a headache, like I said, there's a bar. Right here. So it's like you don't even have to leave the restaurant. You can just step out into another room. Yeah, there, well, there's the courtyard right outside of that one mm-hmm. where you can still basically hear absolutely everything yeah. unless there happens to be a DJ outside, which sometimes does occur. And then there's another side room where you can still basically hear everything, just a little bit more muted. So I, I think that's a great option in terms of nightlife if you want to stay right around there. And then uh, just to throw in... It, Two more bits. Uh, you know, you can always do hotel bar hopping. And I think I think at Cabana Bay that I love sitting at the Swizzle at night. That's the lobby bar. Yeah. But because that lobby gets, like, so dark and the Swizzle has that neon, it just really, like the entire resort, it takes on that Mad Men vibe after night. So it's a good place to sit down and grab a cocktail. And then uh, you can also walk across the street, even though they tell you not to, but Craig's telling you, you can, (laughs) (laughs) you can walk across the street to Sapphire Falls and go to Strongwater Tavern. Mm -hmm. And that's a nice place to, to enjoy, uh, to enjoy some, some time together for adult activities. But uh, ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to a theme park destination it's part of that is relaxing, cutting loose and acting like kids. And it's I yeah, I can only imagine I, I know right now my wife and I don't have kids. And so every time we go into a theme park, that's basically what we're acting like. You know, it's it's nice to be able to channel that. So you don't have responsibilities this time. Just enjoy yourselves however you want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Good help around that. Thank you. Okay, so this is for the lucky person who reads these emails. Both of us, but in this case, mm-hmm. me. Uh, a couple questions coming from Stella. Oh, no. But, well, but are you oh-knowing her name? I'm oh-knowing your, 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 what you just did. Okay, Stella. What are the best places for non-Starbucks coffee at Universal Orlando? I'll answer that since I am the only coffee drinker out of the two of us. Yep. Yep. There aren't any. Uh, you don't want Universal's counter service coffee that they will give you. So just drink the Starbucks. It's a reason why they're being added at every single hotel, too. It's a reason why it's at the Portofino, Sapphire Falls, Cabana Bay. It's in City Walk, in the parks. It's just Starbucks is your best option. So if you don't like Starbucks, I am very sorry. I apologize for it, but just find something you like at Starbucks and and deal with that. So her next question deal was, are the other coffee options on property worth drinking? I think I just answered that correctly. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. <laughs> and then the next part, this question is for the whole property, both the park city walk and all of the hotels. I will hunt it down. I think I just shattered your dreams all in one Stella. So I do apologize for that. So, Next question, what restaurants at CityWalk and the UO Hotels would you guys recommend for high-quality food, but the restaurants don't usually have a long wait to be seated? So are there restaurants that just 100% guaranteed have a long wait? And are there restaurants at CityWalk and the hotels that will require advanced reservations to get a table? Uh, I mean, everything, right? Like, well, does Toothsome do reservations? No, right? No. It's first come, first serve. Yeah. What? Well, no, that's uh, the easy answer on that is CityWalk, as well as all of Universal, is very different from from Disney in yeah. that you don't need reservations no, for no, anything no. Yeah. in advance. Uh, you will have to wait in some some occasions, especially when it's you're talking peak time. Like it, park closing. Like if it's like seven o'clock and everyone's just pouring out into into um, City, City Walk, Walk yeah. you know, twosome, it's obviously going to be like probably a 90 minute wait. Yeah. Be, be smart about it. Don't choose the time that the parks close during spring break to finally walk out and have a meal. Plan smart around that, and you won't have any waits at all. The only things that you do need to get advanced reservations for is if you're going to do uh, like the Caribbean Carnival or the uh, the Wantalan Luau over at the Royal Pacific and Sapphire Falls. I screwed up the order on that, but I, I think you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I can answer that the next time we do one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll need do reservations for that, but everything else you can basically guarantee uh, you can just walk up and you might have to wait a little bit or not that long at all. I think in where you say what it's high quality food, but you don't have to usually have a long wait to be seated. Something like that, I would recommend check and see. Well, it, it, I, I, well, here, I, I don't know. That's, a, that's one I always lock out with. Sorry. Yeah, but I I look at high quality food in a different way too. I love you, NBC. You thinking like Emeralds, like a elevated, a little yeah. bit higher. And while it can have a wait, it can be busy there. I've almost always seen spots at the bar area if you want to sit down and have a full meal at the bar, mm-hmm. which is always an option. So I think I think about something like Emeralds in that area. Uh, uh, 
And that's kind of that's kind of the big one that goes to my mind in terms of high quality. If we're talking bar food level, yeah, absolutely, NBC. I think you can usually luck out with that. Cowfish still seems to be hit or miss on yeah. whether or not it'll be crazy. And I still always recommend Vivo when it's not super. If you you can tell there if the line's going to be super out the door, but I think a lot of times still it's not super packed and. And the food there, considering basically all of the pasta, except for a couple of them, are all made completely in-house, it's it's pretty high quality. So that would be my recommendations on that. But no, everything in City Walk, uh, first come, first serve, just get there. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question comes from Fabian. And Fabian asks, even though we are months away from Halloween Horror Nights, what would you like to see at the event this year? Lots of rumors going around. Stranger things for sure. And that's, of course, one of the biggest rumors going around. There's also the rumor that it could be included. Oh, I... That would be interesting because essentially I felt like when I was watching it, it was like Stranger Things. But I understand it would be like a clown house versus Mm -hmm. the kids. I... I'm going to, if there is a Stranger Things one, I'm going to be there every single day. I'm going to go through that house a million times. And an It one would be great too. Yeah. And I would still, I'm still going to keep lobbying. I feel like they always pick kind of a classic horror franchise to go with too. I would love to see a Gremlins puppet house, you know, with puppets and whatever. I doubt we ever will, but I'm still going to keep yeah. saying it. No, I, I agree with you. You and I are crazy about Gremlins. I don't know how many other people out there are, but yeah, the I, I think. I don't know. This year, I don't have anything necessarily that I expect to see. So I, I know what the rumors are right now out there. We already mentioned two of them with It and Stranger Things and American Horror Story, uh, the latest season coming back here, too, which I disliked that season so much. So I can't even imagine going through a house on it. It's not even supernatural or oriented, right? Or anything? No. It still has like murder in it. It's, yeah, it's so. psychopaths. So yeah. cults. So yeah. maybe that's the name of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, unfortunately the way that uh, a lot of people are leaning with their predictions on, uh, on houses coming this year, it's going to look to be a very heavy intellectual property year with potentially only like two or three. Well, I think two, sorry. Last year we had three, three, um, three original creation houses. This year, some people are expecting only two, which I think that's that's sad because I love the original houses, even when they're not great. At least it's still an original concept. So that would be what I would want to see: is a return to more original creations and less intellectual property. But that's not in the cards, so I will just move along. So our next question comes from Heidi, and Heidi says, we will be making our first trip to Universal in May. We'll have three days at Universal and then on to Disney for a five-day stay. What would you recommend on transportation plan from the airport to the Hard Rock Hotel and then the Hard Rock Hotel to Bay Lake Tower? Uber. Car service? Uber? Universal shuttle? I don't know. Wow, I just, really showing your expertise. I would just Uber. I don't know. It's going to be like $40 or something like that, maybe less, I think. Mm, it's a $10 surcharge to use Uber at Orlando Airport. I, 
it costs me from my house next to Universal twenty dollars to get from my house to the airport. So I'm going to assume it costs you about thirty dollars for an Uber to get from the airport to Universal property to Hard Rock Hotel, right? Yeah, I would say about that. Yeah. So uh, overall, what I would say, uh, you know, there are there are lots of options on how you can get around, as you've pointed out, getting a car service, Uber, or Universal Shuttle. I think it just all depends on how many people. You have coming because you didn't say that in your email. So I can't really guess on that. And, uh, you know, if, if you're talking to people, my initial say would be just do Uber. I think that's that's the easiest, most cost-effective option. Uh, I've heard okay things about the Universal Shuttle in terms of getting from the airport to Universal. But I... It, Again, it all it all comes down to how many people you have. You have to start weighing the cost. It's it would probably be cheaper to do a car service or Uber instead of doing doing that, and then going from property to property. Honestly, I I would say Uber for that as well too. It's not that much, it's not that expensive of a ride. It's you're looking probably. You're going to Bay Lake Towers, so I would say from Universal, depending on what time of day it is with the peak surcharges and stuff, you're probably not looking at more than a $25 ride. Mm-hmm. And if that's if you're doing UberX. If you're doing like UberXL, you might be paying more. Obviously, you will be paying a little bit more, but I still think under like the $40 range, yeah. even with that. So I would... I would just, but that's also me. I'm I'm all about the ride sharing. That's how I get around easiest. I know it's not everyone's first option, uh, but it's just it's a simple service. And most of the time that I do get rides around Orlando, it's not it's not like in California when I get a lot of rides around. It seems like there you never know which part of California they came from. Like they might be in Anaheim driving people around Disneyland, but originally they started out in Long Beach or yeah. another area just that's not not right there. So they're not super familiar with the area. With Orlando for the most part, you get people who genuinely know the area. Yeah. Especially the back and forth between theme parks. So they'll try to get you where you need to go uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible. Because at the end of the day, they want to make money mm-hmm. and they got to pick up people to make money. So that's my recommendation on that. And we will move on with that. So this next one comes from Jeremy. Jeremy. So Jeremy says, we are a family who goes to Walt Disney world a couple times a year. Every trip we say we're going to go to universal because we are big Harry Potter fans, but we never end up going, <gasps> but sacrilege. <laughs> This summer, they're finally ending up going. So Jeremy's question for us both, if they get a park-to-park ticket with Express Unlimited Pass, could we do all the Harry Potter things and some of the big attractions in the other areas of the two parks in one day, or is it just too much for one day? Their boys will be tweens and teens, perfect age, so they will want to do the thrill rides, but their focus will be Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, Did he say what time of year he's coming? Well, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter because he he's summer. got Express. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I think so if you're trying to, like, do it. But I don't think you're going to have time. If if you're big, big Harry Potter fans, I don't think that you'll really 
have time to like sit and really appreciate everything that those two areas have to offer. I think, you know, cause I, for me, it's it, you're the big fan. You want to dine there. You want to try some of this. You got to have your butter beer there. You're going to want to like go into Ollivander's and get your wand. You're going to want to go on both attractions. And yes, you do have an express pass, but like, there's a lot going on in Diagon Alley. You're going to want to use the wand, you know, use the magic and whatever. And you're not, you're going to feel rushed. I feel like, I don't know though. I, don't I I'm like, here's where I disagree. While I, the first couple times, like I was in Diagon Alley, there was never enough time that I could be in there. I just wanted to, to stay in there for hours and hours and hours. And I know other people who are of a like-minded nature, but I have shown off the, the Harry Potter uh, Wizarding Worlds to friends before who also say the same thing. We are huge fans of Harry Potter. We love Harry Potter. They get in. They want to do the attractions, maybe grab a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I, I saw it. And so I think it's just different people feel different ways. Do you want to see it or do you want to be immersed in it? Do you really want to go into all the details that you just said? I honestly think with the Express Pass, especially you said you have the unlimited, you're going to get an Express Unlimited Pass, so you get multiple rides at each time. Uh, I think you're going to be perfectly fine. There is uh, summer, you have the benefit of longer park hours, so you're going to be looking at both parks probably open until 9 o'clock. Yeah. If not... And, you know, maybe maybe a random 8 o'clock day here and there, maybe a 10 o'clock day here and there. But you're going to definitely solidly have until 9. So if you're talking rope drop to get into the Wizarding World, start to experience that. You will have no problem throwing in stuff like the Hulk, um, Jurassic Park, Spider-Man, the Mummy, Simpsons, Men in Black, Transformers. You know, that's not you're not really adding a lot on it. You're going to have a busy day, but you can do both parks in one day. Yeah, I mean my mom and my mom, my dad and my stepmom um just went with uh express passes for the day and they hadn't been before or I guess my dad hasn't been since like the nineties. He's trying to tell me he's been there. I don't believe him. Um but uh they I feel like when we left, right, we were there till close around seven that they had done everything, but they weren't Harry Potter. They didn't know anything about Harry Potter, but they loved the Harry Potter area. But we did everything, and that was like with Express, and I don't think they got their park open. So I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's honestly, it comes down to I don't, when people think they're going to spend a lot of time in there, and we prepare people for the idea that you might want to spend like four or five hours in this area. But I think at the end of the day, we are just of a very unique breed where we could sit back and just people watch in there yeah, and be okay. I think the average park goer, the average person who comes, uh, people who are the fans of this stuff, they want to see it, but they also realize they're in a theme park and there's only so much time. And if you're, yeah, if you're squishing this into part of your other vacation that's already there, it's kind of like you're yeah. going to have to make two. Yeah, what I what I hope, Jeremy, at the end of the day is that you guys end up having a great time and you do get to do everything, but it motivates you to be able to come back and then actually do it at a, a more easygoing pace so you can really take the time to enjoy everything that Universal offers because 
it, it drives me nuts anytime people discredit the beauty of Islands of Adventure in Universal Studios Florida. Anyone who walks in and says, oh, this is like some cheap knockoff theme park. Clearly, you've never been to Hollywood Studios then. Yeah, and don't real. tell me that you like that. And uh, like, don't tell me Epcot is so much more eloquently themed. Yeah, maybe around World Showcase. But even then, a lot of it just doesn't, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not here to go on a bash route. I'm just saying there's a lot of beauty, but make sure you take it in. That's I'm calming down now. Mm-hmm. Calming down. Next one comes from Carrie. Carrie says, we are looking into taking our 8 and 10 year old daughters to Universal. Together, we're... We've watched, I want to say she met, oh, she did say we've, I can't read. We've watched several of your videos. They both insist they want to go, but any of the rides we've seen, the response to them is, oh no, I'm not doing that. They want, they won't ride any roller coasters and have not seen any of the movies the rides are based on. They found out the Jurassic Park ride was a water ride and declared they weren't riding it. They do like Harry Potter. If we only visit for Harry Potter, is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, I always say this, but it depends on your fan level. You know what I mean? Like, are you are you like, I love Harry Potter? Then, yeah, you're definitely worth a visit. Like you, I already said, you could just do that one area and the two areas, excuse me, and yep. be happy. But I, I, I would say still give it a shot because even if you don't understand the movies, like I just said, I went with my, my dad and my stepmom and – he doesn't know any of the stuff like I and he loved it, it, the last thing we did before we left was the mummy. And I think it was the best thing he's ever been on in his life is what he said. Like he said that might have been the fastest thing I was ever on. But he said that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And he loved the Harry Potter attractions, too. And he I don't know. I, 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 I this is the place where I was always afraid to go on roller coasters and stuff like that as a kid. And I said it before on the show. I went on the Back to the Future attraction, and it changed it for me. I was like, I can do these things here. It's transportive. So I feel like even if you haven't seen the movies, the rides are still fun to do. Exactly. Uh, it's ex- I was going to use The Mummy as an example of that, too. I doubt most of the people who come uh, to Universal with kids, with any, even I'll say even teens, teens, tweens, younger than that, I doubt they have seen the entire Brendan Fraser Mummy trilogy. You don't even have to have seen the movie <laughs> exactly. to understand that ride. That's you, the thing, you know. And that's the perfect part about it. You don't have to understand, but you're going to walk away thinking the Mummy is a great ride, <laughs> and it's not super intense, and it's indoors, so y- your girls can't actually see what to expect. And it looks right. like a dark ride it, as it, it's starting it, it out. So. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not like a normal roller. It's not like a roller yeah. coaster. It's not like oh gosh, here we go. We're really high up or. Yeah, it's like what Craig said. It's like you're in a car that's just moving fast. Exactly. And like the Hulk, I can understand why they don't want to do that. I don't like doing the Hulk. So as you can't go in with that mentality, but they're going to end up loving stuff like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. They might not yeah. like Spider-Man, but they're going to love it anyways. Jurassic Park, that's an either or. Some people genuinely don't like to get wet. And, you know, I understand that too. With my argument on Jurassic Park is just like, just like Splash Mountain at Walt Disney World, there are seats that you can sit in where you will get minimally wet, if in not middle, not middle. at all wet. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's ways around it too. But stuff like Men in Black, that's that's a fun little ride. It's mm-hmm. people don't you don't need to know Men in Black to enjoy that no, ride. So laser tag. Pe- yeah. People know. don't know the Buzz Lightyear animated cartoon anymore, but yet they still go on Space Ranger Spin. That's 
that's just a thing. Um, you, you forgot that there was a Buzz Lightyear cartoon. Oh, no, I watched it quite a bit. <laughs> I, I was a big fan of the cartoon. But I, I, I was thinking back to, I was like, is that themed after the cartoon? It is. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know the some of the characters are on the wall, but I didn't realize it was like specifically themed to that. I thought they were just like reference like Easter eggs or something. No. So, yeah, at the end of the day, you know from anything, you know, you know, people don't go on. I guess it's not a good example anymore. I was about to say pirates. People didn't go on Haunted Mansion and say, oh, I'll only go on this because I know the Eddie Murphy movie. No, they wrote <laughs> it for years because it's a it's an attraction and sometimes it, it could end up doing for the better and opening up your girls to movies that they didn't know they wanted to see. So I say it's a good learning opportunity. Give it a shot. Give in to their will. Where is Eddie Murphy? What's he doing? I think he, he was on that Saturday night live 40th anniversary. Oh, special that's right. Like he's the one who's ago. got like the crippling, like he doesn't, he's afraid to like, be in stuff anymore yeah, that, that was only like five years ago at this point though so it's all good uh <laughs> still get, trying to get that animatronic approved for we're trying mansion we're trying uh change quick over. one here you only get uh one second to answer rhino from brandon what is each of our current favorite restaurants in city walk go Tusum. only one twosome okay no nbc no twosome twosome nbc it's twosome. Sorry, it's twosome. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> I was just waiting to give you your your full time. Um, I will be honest. It's quick service, but I'm on a red oven kick right now. Mm, the pizza was good. Yeah, it's good pizza. It's so, just always so busy. Yeah, because it's good. I guess you know. It's good. It's yeah. it's. I guess it's busy when you want the pizza when you're leaving the theme park. That's, yeah, that's the problem. So that's that's mine. I, I think it's I think it's delicious, and it's what maybe I'm just craving pizza right now, and that's my answer. I want pizza real bad. I want it real, real bad. bad. Real world bad. You look like a hot dog. <laughs> Okie dokie. That was weird. Oh no! It's you look like the Fourth of July. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. I said it wrong. <laughs> I'm legally blonde too now. Oh yeah, red white red white and blonde. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. So oh, the bend and snap. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this one comes from Jed, and Jed says, So being the savvy consumer I am, i.e. cheap annual pass holder, I was curious if when I stay on property I can leave my car in the parking garage for the park slash city walk instead of paying to park at the hotels. No. Yeah. I mean, you could take the chance that it won't get towed, but I'm pretty sure at like four in the morning. No, they. here's the short answer on that. It's no, this honestly, if you are drinking at City Walk and you brought your car, you can leave it for the night. Yeah. Uh, as long as you parked it in the parking garage, they completely understand if you had too much and you're doing the responsible thing, getting a ride home. So they will not tow your car. It will be there in the morning. After that, you are running the risk. Because they they will flag where the cars are and, and they, they move, will start they, to monitor. They don't always. They're not parking like this. They're not like repeatedly parking in the same spots. Like it kind of. Oh, it doesn't it depends on what yeah. it is. So you, your car could end up. They, 
it'll become suspicious. Yeah, and so you would probably have to move your car every single day, and even then, you're starting to run the risk that they start to really looking into why does this car keep ending up here overnight, every night, but just moving slightly. Yeah. I think you're just playing with fire on it. So I would... I would avoid it. A good thing to know, too, is if you park a valet and you leave your car for the night, uh, even though you might be like a premier pass holder and get the free valet, it actually will charge you $50 for mm. leaving your car for the night at valet. So if you think you're going to ever be irresponsible at CityWalk and you need to leave your car there, park park in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> I've only made that mistake once. <laughs> I will never do that again. So I, I understand, though. Judd says, I really hate the extra parking fee they tack on at the resorts. And it's free to park do. in the normal garage. But, uh, yeah, it's you honestly just don't don't play with the fire. I know the fee sucks, but uh, it's it's just a part of it. It's the sad part of Lowe's Hotels. Mm-hmm making the rules on that and the fact that too many people would try to park at the hotels for free instead of yeah instead of going to the garage and paying to park if they could so yeah just bad all around but our final question comes from megan riley oops first last name i said hope she doesn't mind oh snap <laughs> I always do it at least once, so this time too. So Megan asks, I had a question, kind of a few, in one for the email show. We're coming into Orlando at the beginning of June for a vacation with a big group of friends, but the trip will not be parks heavy. Excellent. What are some must-do activities or must-visit restaurants or bars in the Orlando area that you'd recommend for a group of 13 adults aged late 20s to 40? These can be on property or off, and I know your interests seem to line up well with our groups, a.k.a. delicious food and drink and silly fun. Mm, for that big of a group. Well, we I, there's a bar I like downtown called Joysticks. That's that 80s video game theme bar that I enjoy. <laughs> um, there's a Christmas bar down there, but I haven't liked it as much lately. But you're out of town. You might enjoy the nostalgia of it, and if you're moving along like you're only there for about one drink one quick shot or something like that it's worth visiting frosty's christmas time lounge but ask them to make it snow i feel like they're stingy with the snow lately um there's a there's a kind of a hidden bar called the Treehouse that i like um that does really cool craft cocktails and um <clears throat> i don't food i don't know the food i would say you know, while you're recommending some of these bars downtown, the problem I have with that section of downtown Orlando, it's basically while there are some unique it's stuff, like there's like a bento pizza. there, yeah, and there's pizza. There's a lot of chains, yeah. You know, it's while we love Wahlburgers because it's besides driving to UCF, it's the only place we can get it. Yeah, I know if you're you didn't say where you're from, but if you're from. Uh, if you're from the New England area, chances are you have too many Wahlburgers yeah. already around you. Uh, you know, situations like that. There's Jimmy John's McDonald's every couple yeah, of feet. It's, so it's like grab yeah. when you're drunk food, I guess. It's not like a, a dining experience. If you're but, like looking. Oh, okay. Go. Well, that's where I was going to say. But another great place that has a lot of fun bars, while some are, some are chain bars, uh, like Yard House, things like that. I like Yard House, though. Um. Yeah, I know you do. It's it's like better than Friday. It's like a Fridays, but better. I feel yeah. like you know. It's like it feels like oh, the, there's more drink yeah. options and the food's a little cooler. But you get, you know, you can find that stuff around like the Orlando Eye area. There's always a place that Rhino and I both enjoy. Mills Fifty. 
that's mm-hmm. where you're going to find for definitely for the unique food side. You're yeah, going to find most King of that Bao, there. I like up there. It's a bow place that's pretty cheap, grabable stuff. There's the um, uh, Lazy Moon Pizza, giant slices of pizza, and they have like their thing is there's always PBR there for a dollar, and then they do mixed cocktails as well. Uh, it's not a full bar, but it's like specific cocktails, and then he like he said tons of tons of places on that street um this is might be a terrible recommendation but i i liked it for the ridiculousness of it i guess is hash house a go-go is on i drive and they whenever i have a big party there it's not like depending on what time of day you go you can get seated but their food portions are massive for like a cheap price um so you can go and like split a bunch of stuff there and that's if you're like trying to stick to like a universal area i guess but yeah, I'm no. trying to think of somewhere like where like a big group could go. Um, but I'm I would say like if you're looking like there's a lot of really good places in Winter Park on uh, Park Avenue yeah. um, down well, by Rollins. Here's the deal: I've seen it basically every place we've talked about so far. I've seen group takeovers, and that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. The people come with ten, eleven, yeah. twelve friends, and they all just take you're it the over, group so. I hate in the treehouse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so nice in here right now. And then a bachelorette party comes in, and I'm like, and everyone's screaming. But that that's just the reality of nightlife and stuff. You know, I, I love very close still to the Universal area. I love Orlando Brewing. Uh, you're more heading towards the Disney property way, but up in Winter Garden, you have Crooked Can, What's which I think is perfect for big guests. I don't recommend that one. Uh, yeah. If you feel like you want to get shanked, there's, there's it's one not for, their beer is just not that good. Yeah. It's they have maybe like one or two that are worth doing. I went there right after the hurricane happened in the fall. That was the last time I was there and it was solely just to get power and Wi Fi and air conditioning. Yeah. But that was and even then it was like, Oh god, I we have to keep drinking if we want to sit here and use their resources. Yeah. And that was that was tough, but I don't I don't recommend that one. It's it's not showcasing Orlando's unique uh, beer opportunities. And so if you're you're staying in just this area, that's a whole bunch of good recommendations. And something I would say, if you do have car a car or cars involved in this, you would need multiple with a group your size, but. If you're up for the task, I would say even think about heading towards Tampa. It's a lot of fun over in that area. So, again, just tons tons of drink opportunities, but uh, it's it's a complete different vibe from Orlando. So I I think there's, there's a lot of goofy fun to get into over that way, too. But, yeah, that's, it, lots of options. You can also... Go to 192, and you can go see all the filming locations for the Florida Project. That's also an option for silly fun. Kim saw that the other day, and she loved it. So now I'm going to have to show her where all those things are when she comes. I'm like, mm, mm, uh. <laughs> it's a place know. to be. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Not, a, not a great place. <laughs> but, okay, th- those are some options for you. So that's going to wrap it up for questions. Her, we're just going to keep going on and on forever. So uh, make sure you always continue to send us your questions at uopodcast at disunplug.com for future email shows that we'll probably do sometime in um, I'm going to go ahead and say probably late March when I know we're going to be traveling and it's a nice easy thing to uh, to put out so yeah if you have extra questions go ahead start sending them us 
to us now so we can start compiling them. And yeah, if you forget what our email address is, you can always find it at disunplugged.com, home of our show notes for this show and all the others on the Disunplugged podcast podcast network. Mm-hmm. Wow, I am just jimble jambling over my voice today. Jimble jambling. <sighs> Terrible. Terrible. So also, you can find links to our social media pages at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all over that place. If you're watching this on YouTube, remember to subscribe to us if you haven't yet, as well as hit that thumbs up button and leave plenty of comments down below uh, answering the questions that we just answered. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you are subscribed as well so you get the podcast automatically downloaded to your feed and that you rate and review us. So I want to say thank you to everyone out there who listened and watched to this we really do appreciate it and we hope that we gave you some helpful planning advice in this and then of course i need to thank thank (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) goodness gracious i am just off on this one i need to thank rhino clavin for sitting here and helping me answer these questions you're welcome Uh, But thank you again to everyone out there. That's going to do it for this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. We'll be back again with you next week. But until then, remember, no resolutions. (laughs) 